I'm Mike Gorman, and you're listening to the Celtics Pod podcast for Celtics Blog. Here's your host, Adam Taylor. What's going on, everybody? It's a sunny day here in Birmingham, England. I'm in a good mood, and I'm in a good mood because I'm joined by a previous guy that used to be on this show regularly, somebody I consider a good friend, brings a bunch of energy to the show. If long-time listeners, you're going to remember him. I'm joined by Wayne Breezy. What's up, Wayne? What's going on, baby? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. How you been? I've been really good, man. Uh, you know, just reasserting myself. Uh, into this industry, doing a lot of things, a lot of different podcasts, kind of like all over the place. I'm a man of many niches, you know what I'm saying? And uh, it's working, but uh, I'm I'm loving what's going on. I'm loving what you're doing, man. And it's a pleasure to be back on here with you. Yeah, man. I felt like um, it had been a hot minute since we'd spoke. So I was like, yeah, I need a co-host for today. Who, who could I reach out to that I enjoy speaking with? And the first name that came to my head was Mr. Wayne Breezy. And uh, I'm happy you're here, man. Really am. So there's a few topics I want to cover. We, I mean, it's not going to be a, a super long show just because it's the off season. We don't need to be going over the same stuff day in, day out. It gets monotonous for the listeners, monotonous for us recording it. Um, but there's a few pieces of news. So I think I want to start with um, Aaron Miles being um, thrown around as a potential hire for the Celtics as their new player development coach. This was something I spoke about last week on last Friday's show where I said that bringing in Will Hardy, bringing in Damon Stoudemire, these coaches are guys that are geared more towards veteran players, players with four years or more experience in the league. And it's more about the relatability and the getting the coaches' instructions over to the players in a very understandable and relatable manner. But what the biggest loss for me was Jerome Allen, who, in my opinion, was one of the more developmental-minded coaches. And that was a big hole in that whole coaching roster construction there and now Aaron Miles is being brought in to, to kind of fill that void man I, I like this I'm young coaches fresh new voices Miles had a year in the NBA too so you've got that relatability factor from a playing standpoint how are you feeling about this Breezy? I'm actually liking the hire you know I, and I'm loving what with the coach is doing and, and the people that he's bringing into the team. Um, I like how you started off the segment, which you're saying he's bringing in these coaches that, that can deal with veteran players, which should be uh, a bell ringing off in your head. Right. Cause that means we're going to be getting some, some vets, right. I'm, I'm hoping, I don't know what our money is like saying to us on how many vets we can afford, but it would be good to have uh, these veteran players um, on this team and coached by some of the coaches. And I really do like, the, the miles higher, mainly because a you're getting a player that's young and that's developed players, probably on one of the greatest teams in the NBA, you know, minus their injuries. But I mean, you got to work with Steph Curry and he's got to work with the young players there as well, as far as Looney and some of the other young players that are developing um, uh, for the Golden State Warriors. And so when you bring him in, he's going to be able to kind of like transition right into another young squad of players, right, along with some of the savvy vets, because you figure Marcus Smart is, is a veteran, it's a Celtic veteran. And then you got Al Horford, who's like the veteran veteran. And so I'm thinking that this is going to be good. And we need players developed because we want to see Neesmith grow, right? I know everybody wants to see Tatum and Brown grow a little bit more but honestly like how much more like are they going to grow like how much more are they going to develop I want to see Neesmith I want to see Langford I want to see these 
I'm going to say it. I want to see Grant Williams develop a little bit, you know, a lot more. Right. And so that's why those players were drafted. You heard Coach Udoka say, like, I like a lot of the first round picks. Right. And so Pip Pritchard and all these guys, you're bringing in a young coach, a guy that's been around some great talent and developed some good talent. I think this is a great hire for the Boston Celtics. Yeah, so when I'm talking veterans, I think as soon as you come off your rookie scale deal, you're now a veteran, right? Bingo. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, as far as I'm concerned, you are vets at this point. What I do like is you mentioned Grant Williams, and that was the first name that came to my mind when I saw this this, um, hire. And that is simply because Miles has been around Draymond Green for two years. When Grant Williams was coming into the league, what was the comp? A young Draymond. Draymond Green. High IQ basketball player, defensively orientated, needs to work on his offensive game with some distribution upside. That was what I saw in Grant Williams when he was first um, drafted by the Celtics. He showed that in his rookie season. Sophomore season was just god-awful, if we're being quite honest with ourselves. But bringing in a development coach that has been around Draymond, the best small tweener in the league, probably in league history for his size and the way he plays that tweener position, knowing how he prepares for games, how he trains for games, how he reads and does all of these things on the practice facilities and in the film room, and being able to say to Grant, look, this is the guy that everybody said you were going to be like. This is the guy whose skill set best um, compares to your potential ceiling. I'm not saying that Grant Williams' ceiling is the highest Draymond's because that would be sacrilegious. But in terms of like compa- compa- comparability, that is where you're looking to go. Bringing in somebody like Miles who can coach Williams in the same way that Draymond's been getting coached in Golden State, well, that's invaluable. That really does fit towards Grant Williams, at least rediscovering that rookie season um, production and then building on from there. Because that's a confidence issue for me right now. And then being able to say to like Peyton Pritchard, hey, you're an undersized guard that's got limitless range. I've been coaching an undersized guard that's got limitless range for the last two years in Steph. You know what I mean? There's so many comp- um, comparable players that Miles can come in and kind of impart wisdom on how training methods were done with players that were similar but had reached higher levels. That's encouraging to me. And the young voice that's going to come in with fresh ideas, again, I think this is a a great hire by the Celtics. Every coaching hire so far, in my opinion, looks to be a home run. I agree. I I, I totally agree. And I think uh, Brad Stevens is doing an amazing job. And he's allowing his coach to bring in – He's allowing his coach to bring in people that he wants. It's almost like, you know, when you become the president of the United States, you know, you don't keep the same office, right? You bring in your office, right? And so I like that. I like what's going down in the Boston Celtics organization. I love the hire of our head coach. And I like what I'm seeing as far as our assistant coaches, player development coaches, and all the other people that are going to continue to be a part of the staff. It is sad to see uh, Jerome Allen gone, who's a you know long-term tenured coach for the Celtics. He's been there for a while, right? Uh, but we have to look forward to the future. And we have to look forward to the right now, which is the present. And so I think that the things that are going on within the Celtics organization is amazing. You start with the office. You start with the head, which was Brad. Then you bring in your coach. And now you bring in the assistant coaches. And then sooner or later, it's the draft. And then you start adding the key pieces, right? And so now we're going to really start to see our coaches plan come to fruition very soon. So Celtic fans hang in there. It's happening. 
Uh, the team is already pretty much stacked. They have players that need to be developed, and they bring in a great developmental coach uh, that I believe will, number one, connect to the players. And I just want to add a little bit to what you said about the Draymond Green to Grant Williams comparison. I think it's spot on, and I do agree ceiling isn't there, but it can be. And the only thing, in my opinion, that's separating the two players is mentality, right? Because Draymond comes in with this dog mentality. He has high IQ. Grant Williams has this has a high IQ, right? So you can compare them there. You can almost compare their athleticism as well. And if Grant Williams' three-point shot becomes a little bit more, you know, acute on point, then dang, they're pretty much comparable. The only difference would be the like the the pigment in their skin, right? They'll be like the same person almost on the court. So if you can develop Grant Williams into that great ball passing, power forward, tweening center type of a person, oh my goodness, it'll be a really good, a good, good, good look for Grant Williams. And I can see him in the green, the Kelly green for, for some years to come, especially if his play, you know, surpasses what he did his rookie season. Yeah, the, the playmaking would need to go up five or six notches to put him on Draymond's level. But he needs to, like, we've never seen him in a position where he's being asked to facilitate, where the offense is being run through him. We've seen it in preseason, but once the regular season starts, you obviously put the ball in your more competent players' hands. So you can't blame the coaching staff there, but I do agree. Um, there's some upside here for Grant Williams with his hire. Another thing that I liked about it, and this is the last we'll touch on the coaching, but I do feel it needs to be mentioned, is more diversity being added to that coaching roster. That's more people of color now in Ime Udoka, Damon Stoudemire, and now Aaron Miles. Um, for a team that's been screaming out for diversity in the coaching ranks over the last few years, I feel like this is a great addition. It's another step in the right direction. It doesn't mean that all of the issues are resolved, but it definitely does show a new way a new way of thinking from the coaching and the front office that um, some people will say is far overdue. And I feel like this is a good start, start to diversifying that entire Celtics organization to be more represent, representative of its playing staff and of the fan base as a whole, not just in Boston, but worldwide. And I do think that this is a really good hire, not only because Miles is undoubtedly the best person for this job, but um, one of the brightest young voices in player development with experienced head coaching down in Santa Cruz, but also by adding that diversity onto that coaching staff. That's why you are the man. <laughs> Sum that up. It's true though. Like I, I genuinely believe it was um it, it it's a great it's great to keep adding this diversity and to just be be modernizing and re re revitalizing the way that the coaching or the coaching staff and hopefully this starts to bleed up to the front office as well and being more representative of the NBA's fan base and the players and so I'm happy to see that these changes are being made and they're being made for the right reasons. And it's also being changed for um, good, both now and in the future. And in the future. Yeah, that's my point. That's why I said you summed it up, man. Really well spoken. Um, I, and I definitely like what they're doing uh, here because, you know, Boston has this this stigma. You know what I'm saying? But um, they're they're doing they're making strides. It's changing what people think about. Uh, Boston, even though Boston was the first team to hire African-American coach, you know what I'm saying? But like that kind of like gets overshadowed. But I do really like what's going on here uh, with the Boston Celtics organization. So the next piece of news that came out 
yesterday was Jason Tatum was going to sit out of the Team USA's exhibition game against Argentina with right knee soreness. Bum, bum, Yo, bum. If you're feeling any soreness, this is an exhibition game. Don't even turn up to the stadium. Stay at home. Eat some ramen. <laughs> watch Naruto. You know, do what you're doing. Like, just chill out, dude. Get onto FaceTime with Deuce. Do whatever you need to do. If he's with you, then, you know, play some Legos or some whatever it is kids are playing these days. Let your body get right. You haven't been had a rest now and since the World Cup. You know, it's been go, 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 go. Contract COVID. Recover from COVID. Here's an inhaler. Keep going, dude. Like, um, so I'm happy that he sat out that game. I'm happy the coaching staff uh, showing a willingness to allow guys to get the rest they need, especially in a game that's meaningless. Exhibition games for me are more about learning the playbook, learning your position, learning what the coaches expect for when the real games come. Are you concerned at all that he's feeling any soreness? Do you want them to start managing his minutes once the, the Olympics roll around? Or have you got issues with him even being with Team USA right now? Where do you stand on this? No, I, I don't have any issues with him being with Team USA. I'll try to work backwards from your questions. Uh, Jason Tatum is a baller. He's young. And uh, he he's <sighs> soreness is going to happen when you play. Dude, I, I run every day. And, and and my knees are like, no, don't run. When my knees tell me not to run, then I don't run. But I still try to press my way through it just because of the competitiveness in myself and me wanting to beat out certain times. And I don't question Jason Tatum's judgment when it comes to wanting to play basketball. I think you let him go and play basketball. It's what he loves. It's what he's passionate about. That's like telling you, Adam, stop doing podcasts every day about the Boston Celtics and you're going to be like, I don't care if I'm sick, I'm going to go out there and I'm going to do it unless you physically just can't. Right. And so I think I like the fact that the team is resting him. I'm like the fact that he sat out. I like what you said about, listen, if you're feeling any sense of soreness, please just don't even show up. It's an exhibition game, but listen, man, we all know who Jason Tatum is. And for those that don't know who Jason Tatum is, he's like the ultimate competitor, right? I said it like that so you can understand that that guy's a warrior, not dressed in Golden State clothing, okay? And so if you know what a warrior is, he's going to go out there and give it his all when he has to give it, give his all, like, right? And so I like the fact that Tatum sat out. I like the fact that Team USA won the exhibition game. But I don't like the fact that they won it without Tatum because now for me, the story is like all I'm hearing is Tatum didn't play. Team USA wins. Like, oh, so that's what we're spinning right now. Sorry to twist this on you, Adam, but I feel like that's where people want to go. If you do check, Tatum didn't have the best of the first two games with the team. You know, he came off the bench when he played in Australia and he like, what, four for 12, eight points, three rebounds, four assists. I mean, there's a lot of all stars on the team, right? So you got to I think he's young and he's kind of got to like feel his way. But. You know, that happens in exhibition games. Everybody's trying to get theirs. And I think the team with continuity would just be amazing once the Olympics actually starts around. And I think the preliminary things are just what they are. They're exhibition games, just like you called them. So I do like the fact that Tatum is deciding to rest uh, now. And hopefully this doesn't turn into anything later on uh, down the road and, and like information in the knee, things like that. But he's a he's an athlete and these things are going to happen uh, when you don't rest. Right. That Right. And so that's my point. Like when I go run, I need to take a rest day, like even if it's two rest days out of seven. 
rest, rest and let the muscles say, I'm going to rejuvenate, recoup, do some things. Right. And so Tatum, you rest up, young fella, you, you, you rest up and you come out there and you put on a performance when the lights are turned off. Yeah, for sure, man. And I agree. I think that, that you sum it up the playing every day, training every day, not really taking that rest. Your body eventually is going to get annoyed with you. It's going to be like, dude, let me recover, man. And this is why these guys are paid the way they are. This is why athletes generally have issues with their knees later in their career or their shoulders or there's reconstructive surgery because bodies are being pushed to their absolute extreme limit. And I, I think that anytime you feel sore that you want to, especially in a game that doesn't hold value, you want to take the, the precautions necessary to make sure that you're ready and available when you need to be performing. The only other thing I need to ask you is, how excited are you to see how well Tatum and Beal play together? Because for me, this I'm not under trade for um, Bradley Beal. I'm also not under Bradley Beal shouldn't be a Celtic after next year when it's free agency. What I am saying is this is a good indicator of how they could start to develop um, an understanding and a play style that plays off of each other. And I'm excited to see just how well they incorporate their um, shot-heavy, ISO-heavy basketball styles to complement each other because that's always been one of the biggest concerns, right? Is how can Tatum and Beal play on the same team when they both need a crazy amount of touches in order to get their offense firing? Well, we're about to find out and it's not going to cost the Celtics anything. What Have you watched any of the exhibition games where these two have shed the floor? How do you feel about the way they're playing at the moment? I have and I... They have a... They have a certain type of relationship, right? And we're not just digging back to, you know, they both being under the same trainer coming out of St. Louis and things like that. I mean, they have, if you ever watch them play together, like they have a certain type of continuity where they look really good together. And if you watched any of the practices or the games, there's no, oh, I need the ball. Oh, I need this. They're making the right plays. I've watched Bradley Bill give up the ball, who is a natural born scorer, and give up the ball to a wide open team. Like, that's the right play. Like, that's the right play. And Tatum vice versa, right? And so I, 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 he, he would be hell of expensive to bring into Boston, uh, even during free agency. And I just don't think the Celtics have the money to do it, but that doesn't mean it can't get done because we've seen things happen. Right. And so, I mean, right now you're hearing Stoudemire to Golden State and everybody's like, how? Right. But I guarantee you, if they wanted to get it done, it'll get done. And so if, if Bradley Bill was a target for the Boston Celtics next season or via trade this season, you're going to get to see some real live action on how these two can work 1A, 1B with, with Brown being a two coming into the city. Like, like that, that's going to be crazy. Or Brown might have to be traded in order to get a Bradley bill. I don't know. But all I'm saying is you're going to get to see some, some of that continuity uh, for free on national TV once the Olympics starts. And I think the world will be, excited right I mean I will be excited for it I don't want to give up a guy like Jalen Brown to get a Bradley Bill because you're talking age difference and, you, and I still don't think uh, Brown has reached the ceiling yet right and so I still think he's going to become much more than what he already is and he's already like an all-star okay he, excuse me he already is an all-star so 
Um, but I do want to see this electrifying combo between Tatum and Bill because it's just something that like I feel like it's like a pay-per-view event. Like you want to see it. And I think it's going to work just fine. And if it does happen to go down the way where Bradley Bill becomes a Celtic, at least you know you're going to have a veteran at a shooting guard that can score when need be. And then you have the the young star, like, right? And so that's a good thing. I, I think it's, it'll be a great thing to see, great thing to witness. But like you said, we get to see it for free where it doesn't cost the Celtics one penny. Other than only, only thing it costs the Celtics, though, Adam, is wear and tear on Jason Tatum. That's it. That's the only thing it's costing. Yeah, and Jason Tatum would have chose to play for Team USA with Bill there or not because I think that the opportunity to win an Olympic gold medal was just too big for him to ever walk away from. Another thing I like to say is like uh, whenever I talk about Bradley Beal, I'm always like, yo, he's a free agent next year. You chase him next year in free agency. You keep Jalen Brown too. That's what you do. That's what you do. And that's your big three. Jason Tatum, Jalen Brown, Bradley Beal. You don't give up Brown to get Beal when you could just add Beal next year with some crazy trades that you know you'd need to make and some roster cuts that you'd need to make to free up the cap space. Anyway, this isn't a cap show. I spoke about that with Keith Smith the other week, if you want to listen to that one. It is possible. It's obviously not that likely. And the other thing, the last thing I want to touch on before we let everybody get up on out of here is... The last time that Jason Tatum was with Team USA, that following season was where he made a huge jump. And while Brad yes. Stevens deserves a bunch of credit for that, it shouldn't go unnoticed that he'd spent the summer with Coach Popovich and with Ime Udoka as an assistant coach. He's back in that setup now. He's going to be talking to Ime about what Ime wants him to do. Um, I threw a dad joke out there the other week. No one seemed to respond. I'll tell it to you. It may be good. It may be bad. We're going to find out. But... Um, I just want to keep putting that out there till it sticks. Um, but, you know, he's going to be finding out what Emei wants him to do for the Celtics, and he's going to be getting pointers from Coach Popovich that is one of the best coaches in the world and, the, and in basketball history. So I do think that the coaching setup he's going to find himself in in Team USA is only going to allow him to continue working on aspects of his game that are going to benefit him once he returns to Boston and the season tips off. Exactly. Exactly. It's, this is all growth moment. This is the time where the student goes and takes in more knowledge and then they practice the knowledge and then they come and implement what they've learned during the season. This is exactly that moment. And this is a moment that I'm happy that Jason Tatum decided to take. That's why when people were saying, oh, he shouldn't play, he should rest, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I, I get what he should do, but he also should continue to learn and he also should continue to want to grow. And you also, we also should respect that, that this kid is saying, I'm not done growing yet. I'm not done learning yet. Like, you know what I mean? And like, even, you know, as an, as a middle-aged adult at 40, like I want to continue to learn. Like, you know, I, like as long as my brain is capacitated to hold in more, inf- to soak in more information, please dump it in. Like, you know what I mean? And then let me go out and spit it back out uh, in a way to show that I've, I've, I've learned. And so I love what Tatum is doing. I love the, the, the fact that he's going to be getting some uh, installments from coach pop probably arguably the greatest coach of all time you know i that, that another show but we can talk about that somewhere else but uh, you know he's getting that installment and so i think this is going to be great for jason tatum it's that matrix moment right you know when neo gets kung fu uploaded to him he <laughs> says i know kung fu and ends up trying to fight uh morpheus and loses Love the analogy is that, that type of moment where jason tatum's just going to wake up one day and he's like i know how to play make and now Emei Adoka is going to be like, show me. And uh, I'm excited for this, I am. 
I think that this is only good for the Celtics long term. It's only good for Jason Tatum's continued development, playing around some of the best players in the world. It's basically like a prolonged all-star break, right? Where he can be around these guys, watch how they train, watch how they approach the game, try and pick up some little moves that he finds work well or that people are catching him out with and learn to stop that. Uh, It's a good learning experience at its worst. At its best, it's a good confidence booster coming back with that gold medal, which is obviously the end goal. And come on, Team USA should be able to come away with the gold medal. Um, I I just think that for Jason Tatum, this was a lose-lose, sorry, a win-win situation. Um, I'm more than happy to see him, and I'm just happy that he's taking care of his body and the coaching staff are allowing him to take ownership of being able to sit out of games where necessary. I agree. I agree 100%. Uh, I, I, you know, it's going to be, I just so excited to watch this kid continue to grow and continue to rise. And it's like the sky's the limit for Jason Tatum. Um, you know what I mean? Uh, and so I'm, I'm just super excited, but great, great time, man. Great talk, Adam. I truly appreciate the opportunity for being on here. So of course, man, so and this much. won't be the last time, you know, you're always welcome on this show, dude. Um, I did want to talk about um, point guards and wings and possible players that would be available. But if I'm being quite honest, I woke up this morning to a flooded kitchen. I need oh. to go and get, I need to get, uh, I've got an engineer coming out to fix my boiler and he's going to be here in a moment. He just texts me saying I'm on the way. Please make sure you're available. So uh, I'm going to have to wrap this show up here because I don't want to have to swim to cook my dinner later tonight. But <laughs> um, so as usual, everybody, please make sure to hit that five-star review button. Leave something nice uh, about me. Make sure you go follow Wayne Breezy. Wayne, let everyone know everywhere they can find you. I know you're a busy man, so plug everything you got, bro. It's super simple, guys. You just go to at Wayne Breezy, W-A-Y-N-E-B-R-E-E-Z-I-E on every social platform, and it's pretty much there. YouTube, Twitch, we stream Wednesdays. We do our Celtics show, South Sea Breeze podcast uh, every Wednesday. So please go ahead, follow Twitch, YouTube, Instagram, you name it. Wayne Breezy is the, the stop in the shop. He's the source, guys. Wayne's the source. Right. Make sure that um, obviously if you're not able to leave a written review, then word of mouth is great. Friends, co-workers, Celtics fans. If you're in a cab, let the cab driver know. If you're on a plane and the stewardess might like basketball, let the stewardess know too. Or the steward, depending on whether it's male or female. Any way you can help plug this show means the world to me. It's something that's really important for me personally. And I take it as a great compliment. So if you could find that in your time, in your day, and and have the ability to do so, then please definitely do do that. (laughs) Do do. Um, We will be back on Friday where I'll be joined by our usual co-host in Mr. Will Weir. I hope everybody has a safe and blessed day. Wayne, it's always a pleasure speaking to you, my brother. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me, brother. Catch you all soon. Peace. Ain't disrespecting you haters, I ain't sweating your opinion Y'all been testing my patience, never did it for a check I've been impressed with the famous, just rather be creative Than stressing my wages, ageless Every time I lay a verse down, one play at a time Keep it moving like a first down And at the end of the day, I can say that I made this MJ never made it to the majors, still he chased greatness Expected that he might fail, and I might too I might never get to pop champagne